Welcome to another edition of the Born in 87 podcast. This is going to be a quick podcast this week as Adam and I have gone on the end of the bent show to do an in-depth Mets discussion. So if you want to hear us talk about the Mets, stop listening right now and go over to the end of the bent show. Uh, You could find them wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Since though we were on their podcast this week, we thought this would be a great week to do our crap rankings. The crap rankings are something that we'll give you from time to time and It's an evaluation of how close we think our three teams, the Mets, Jets, and Knicks, are at that given moment to potentially winning a championship. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, that is what the crap rankings will be. So, sorry, that was a bit of a long introduction. Adam, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? I know you've been fighting a cold lately. Yeah, hopefully I don't sound too nasally. Eh, You sound a little nasally, but still have that wonderful voice, so I think you'll be okay. (laughs) All right, thanks. So, uh, as I just mentioned, the crap rankings will be uh, something we'll do from time to time. Uh, You know, a lot of times, maybe on weeks like this, uh, where I I shouldn't say there aren't there's news. There's plenty of news going on, but yeah, from time to time, we'll rate the uh, the three teams we root for. So let's uh, get into this, and at the end of the pod, we'll make week ten picks. Um, So, who is your crappiest team of our our three teams right now? (sighs) Okay. Uh, so I was having a tough time with this one because I, I think was not. I think this is really easy, and I don't understand how you're having a tough time with this. Okay, it, it, mine's the Knicks. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's Knicks. not a thing. It's really clear that the Knicks are last. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I I can't really see any sort of universe where the Knicks could possibly win a championship in how about like make the, next, the playoffs. Like five to ten. Years. All right, right. Well, so- that. This is why I, I said I had a little bit of time. I, do I think, think there's a path to a title for other two teams in the next two or three years. A path. I don't know the about Knicks two don't or three. have a Maybe path next five. for a long time. That's true. I guess I'm thinking in terms of who's more likely. I don't think either the Knicks or the Jets will make the playoffs in their next season. But I think there's a greater chance the Knicks could like make the playoffs. You've heard a lot of rumors about maybe they're going to try and trade for Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook or Victor Oladipo. And if the Knicks did pull off a trade like that, bringing in a guy with that sort of talent uh, and putting them on an Eastern Conference team, I don't think it's inconceivable. There that, are like, seven playoff spots in the East that are done. You think they're better than the Magic? I mean, the East isn't a... Justin. Uh, if they brought in Russell Westbrook, I don't think it's outrageous. I think they could have a better record than the Russell Magic. Westbrook is not a winning uh, basketball player. Well, but, but for what it's worth, those years in Oklahoma City after uh, Durant left, he at least, I mean, he didn't win in the playoffs, but he always got them to the playoffs, and that's in a much tougher Western Conference. And last year in Houston, it didn't seem like his game really fell off all that much. I don't agree at all. I think Russell Westbrook is not a winning basketball player. I don't think he ever has been. And I think on a bad team, he would make them worse because he would just take inefficient shots all the time. I have no interest in Russell Westbrook. I'm not. This isn't me saying I have interest in I Russell think he Westbrook. would make them just, worse. I have a tough. They're just so, so devoid of yeah, talent. Yeah, R.J. Really Barrett would be so like good that. with Russell Westbrook hogging the ball all the time. That would really help him develop. We don't have to get into it. I just I don't see a path to the playoffs for them for a long, 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 long time. 
I don't know. I mean, you could always have a year, though, like the Knicks had in like 2004, where they go like 37 and 45 and get the eight, get the eight seed. Like that's that can happen in the NBA. I guess that's why I don't why think it's going to happen next year in the Eastern Conference. I don't I wouldn't I don't think. But if, OK, if you if you wanted to put a percentage on percentage that the Knicks make the playoffs next see this upcoming season, I'd probably put it at something like 15 percent. I was going to say 10 percent. Uh, for the Jets, I would think that's something like seven percent. I just Next think next year. Yeah, to go from the Jets are going to go zero and sixteen or one and fifteen next year. To go from like one and fifteen to like nine and seven is an outrageous. I think the Jets improvement. Make the I think the Jets year. have a great chance to make the playoffs maybe in twenty twenty two. I think the Jets make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's too early to I think even remotely say that. But like we said with the crap rankings, it's it's a rankings of how close we think they are to a championship, which is why I think we both have the Knicks three and the Jets two. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel very badly about the Jets. I'm hearing rumors that they're going to bring in old players who are expensive like they used to. I don't see Tom Thibodeau being this great you know guy to develop their young talent. They don't even have that much young talent. I don't I don't feel very good about the Knicks. I don't really see a path for them for. A long time. They're gonna have to fall into someone who just becomes amazing. I don't. I don't know how that happens for them. Yeah, I mean, they never. They never get any luck in the NBA lottery, and uh, or if they I mean, do, they really trade the player away to the Dallas Mavericks for nothing. For nothing. For cap space that they don't use on for quality anything. players. <laughs> yeah. So I had All the right. next last. I'll make the Jets case. I actually thought about the Jets or the Mets. I mean, I think the Mets are so clearly ahead of these other two teams but i wanted to make the case for the jets being okay first, make the case for can't. the jets I, I they have a ton of cap room they have a ton of draft assets and the draft class from last year is really coming together they have a good offensive line now they have um seems like they at least have one or two good wide receivers like and they're going to be able to just take their pick in the market next season and they're going to have more picks than anyone else and it seems like Joe douglas knows how to draft so there's all there's a ton of reasons to be hopeful, and they may have a generational uh, quarterback on the team next year. So why why wouldn't you feel good about the Jets? Yeah, I mean I think there's reasons to feel good. It's just look. At, I mean again, you have to put the Mets one, but if you, like if you look at where the Mets before any more moves are made though, where if you look at the current state of the Jets roster versus the current state of the Mets roster, yeah. Joe Douglas has so much to get right though to get the Jets to a place where they could be in, you know, playoff contention nonetheless, championship contention. The Mets, you look, I mean, they have the nucleus there already, and now all of a sudden something has happened that we've been pining for for years in that one of our terrible owners would sell the team. It happened with the Mets, and now we have this diehard Met fan who owns the Mets who says he doesn't care about making money on the team. He just wants to win. It's so weird. I was thinking about the Mets a lot today, and it was making me smile. But it's weird to like analyze the Mets, but also think about how they're going to be players for a ton of free agents, and not think about like are they going to go shopping in the bargain bin? Which one of their players who's coming up for a contract in two years are they going to trade now? It's, like, it's weird to not have those thoughts. And the thoughts are instead like yeah. how many guys are they going to compete for? And like we like we've said before. People are, you know, getting mad at Cohen, which I think is ridiculous, about like, oh, you don't just spend your way to a championship. You build a young core first. They have a young core. They have a really exciting young core. They underperformed last year for a millions of reasons. There's no reason to think that this team can't compete next year for a title. Yeah, and not only do they have a young core, but Steve Cohen brought the guy 
back into the front office that, you know, either drafted or traded for most of these guys and Sandy Alderson. I mean, with the exception of, when you look at all their, you know, core guys, with the exception, I think, of Jacob deGrom, who was drafted by Omar Minaya, and J.D. Davis, who was traded for by Brody Van Wagenen, every other guy that you, you know, envision as part of the nucleus of the Mets next year was brought in by Sandy Alderson. Yep. It seems like Sandy's having a lot of fun right now, not being restricted by the Wilpons. Like, it seemed like he enjoyed yeah. cleaning house. It seems like he's enjoyed talking about how he can actually do his job now and not be restricted. It seems like he's just having yeah. fun. Good for Sandy. He beat cancer and now gets to go back to his old job and kick even more butt than he did last time. Yeah. It's also super interesting that in the two, like, two years pass, and now everyone's like, holy crap, like, Sandy Alderson really was this like awesome talent evaluator because he he really he drafted so many guys who have now hit and that's the tough thing with baseball is a lot of times like you just don't know for years on how good these guys are going to be but you just look with between pete alonzo and jeff mcneil and dom smith and brandon nimmo like he he really just well he also he built the team in 2016 the right way right like he built a strong farm system he didn't have the ability to go out and spend but, like, he, he built that team. I mean, he inherited some of the guys from Anaya, but he knew what he was doing. And he was running the organization really well. And it's too bad that he had to step aside for a while. And it's too bad he had to work for the Wilpons. But he doesn't anymore. We have Uncle no. Steve. Yeah, so the Mets are clearly number one. All right, so, uh, again, our order. Number three is the Knicks. Two is the Jets. One is the Mets in our crap rankings uh now let's move on into our week 10 picks kind of refreshing we don't have to watch the jets this week as they're on a bye i don't understand why anyone would watch the jets right now though i guess last (laughs) week they were a little little spicier and it was fun to watch their wide receivers play well but yeah Yeah, i was just thinking (laughs) it's you know i was just i was thinking during that game so if you're if you're just like a casual fan that just kind of watches whatever uh game is on tv and you're not like you know paying it not that the jets really ever get a lot of time on red zone but there's probably a lot of people in this country the only two times they've watched the jets this year was the thursday night game against the broncos and the monday night game against the pats and if someone just watched those two games they might be like why is this team how is why is this team oh and eight they they were competitive in both games interesting that those were probably their two best games of the season the bronco and uh patriot games but uh Anyways, yeah. uh, me and you, not a great week with the picks last week. We, we each went one and three. Uh, I'm now 17, 17, and two on the season. You are 13, 21, and two. So it doesn't or, feel very good. Yeah, you got some catch up to do. I'll, I'll again pick first so that uh, you can uh, you can choose if you want to try to uh, go the other way to uh, pick up some games here. This is a good one. The Buffalo Bills at the Arizona Cardinals, four o'clock game on Sunday. Arizona is favored by one and a half. Uh, so had Arizona pulled out that game against Miami last week, I, I probably would lean Buffalo here, but I think Buffalo is coming off a high after beating Seattle. Arizona is going to be pissed off after losing to the Dolphins. Arizona's home. Uh, this line's only one and a half. I'm taking the Cardinals at home against Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think they win mostly because I'm just trying to catch up. Unless I split these games with you, I'm not going to have a chance. Um, I think Buffalo is really good, though. I do worry about their defense against the Cardinals' defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't look at the entire slate, but this this that's that's going to be a fun game. Uh, definitely, you know, got to be one of the be a best good game. games this Sunday. I'm looking forward to watching it. 
Yeah. Uh, next game is the Sunday night game. It is the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Uh, Baltimore is favored by seven. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to go with the Pats here. Uh, I know the Pats didn't cover against the Jets last week, but seven seven points is a lot. Uh, I mean, the Patriots. They're not. I mean, I know they're three and five now, but. I feel like the Patriots go into this game thinking that if they can somehow upset the Ravens, they have a chance to, you know, make a run here in the second half. And that's just a lot of points to give a road team, uh, especially against Bill Belichick. So I'm going to take the Patriots plus seven at home. I'm going to take Baltimore. I don't think New England's very good. And I think Baltimore has just had a couple of tough matchups, including, I mean, they beat the Colts last week and the Colts have one of the best defenses in football. Um, So I think, People are being a little hard on Baltimore. What's their record? They have like one or two losses. Like they're they're only fine. two losses. Yeah, and people the two losses out. are to Pitts, and their two losses are Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Yeah, people are forgetting about Baltimore. Baltimore's going to be okay. Maybe Lamar is not quite as good as we thought, but they're 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 a good team, and I think they beat the the Patriots handily. Yeah, and they do have an awesome defense. They do. All right, last game uh, for the week. Uh, we're going to go with Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, Classic uh, AFC North rivalry game, uh, up-and-coming Cincinnati Bengal team. But uh, Pittsburgh favored by 7.5 in this one. I hate 7.5-point lines because I feel like whenever you take a team favored by 7.5, they win by 7. That being said, uh, it feels like last week what Pittsburgh went into Dallas playing a Dallas team that was on their fourth quarterback, uh Zeke was they were favored by a lot. Yeah, Zeke wasn't a hundred percent, and it just feels like Pittsburgh sort of went in and got by by the skin of their teeth. Didn't feel overly motivated. Uh, I think they absolutely get up for a game against the Bengals. Uh, you know, I think they always get up for games in that division in the AFC North. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is maybe the best team in the NFL. Uh, I think they smoke Cincinnati in this game by double digits. So I am going to take Pittsburgh minus seven and a half. You know what? I, I want to split this with you, but I, I also think Pittsburgh smokes Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is the best team in the NFL right now. Though the only thing I'll say is Big Ben is hurt. Um, they think he's going to play, but that, that could affect this game. That is, that is an excellent point. Um, you know what? I'm going to take Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. Big Ben so might we're... be hurt. Maybe Cincinnati even wins. This is the Joe Burrow coming out game. Teams who are yeah. undefeated usually have that one game where they just are they're terrible. So we, we went different ways on each of these. So. All four, yeah. So, yeah, just my thing with that. If Pittsburgh didn't look so bad, I just don't think Cincinnati – because Cincinnati essentially laid an egg against Dallas and went away with it. I don't think they lay eggs two weeks in a row. Of course, though, the 7.5 really scares me because the bank – you know, because Pittsburgh could be up 14 late in this game. Cincinnati gets the cheap touchdown at the end and gets the cover. So that scares me a little, but I'm going to stick with it. So – those are our Week 10 NFL picks. Again, if you want to hear us talk some Mets baseball right now, please go to the End of the Bench show. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. And uh, as always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BornIn87Pod. Uh, you can visit our website, BornIn87.com. Give us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. And uh, that was our crap rankings and week 10 NFL picks. All right. Have a good one, Adam. Bye, Justin.